0: Giving
1: me a breakdown. Breakdown, oh, breakdown. Hey everyone, welcome to the breakdown. I am Kurt. And I'm Luke. Yes, you are. Yes, Luke, I am. you are here, man. I'm so glad you're here. You had a fun weekend, huh? Yep,
0: I'm fresh from the, the waters at Berea. <laughs> <laughs> did you, Yeah, you went in. I did. That was that was super fun. Oh, man. Yeah. So if, for those of you who don't know, this past weekend, uh, the youth groups, we went to Camp Berea for their deep freeze weekend. Woo-woo. And a big part of that is um, what they call the deep dive.
1: Deep dive. Okay. And
0: yeah, so you can go in the in the lake. They mm. clear out some of the ice, and then you run in with your group in groups of 10, and you run in
1: and run out. Oh, that's so, it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I the Super way my fun. the way my son reported it back, it almost sounded like they cut a hole and then you dive into the freezing cold oh. water. And I thought, if you do that, the likelihood of hypothermia setting no, in is probably you, pretty high. You, you
0: you don't dive in, <laughs> but they the lake will freeze, so they have like a fountain running um, that stirs the water, so oh, it doesn't okay. stay still. Okay. Um, and they make sure that there's no ice. Okay. And there's a path down through the snow. Honestly, right. the path the
1: path was the worst part. Was it really? Yeah. Are you going it, in your bathing suit? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's so, no, so like
0: you, no, so you have to like walk out of the out of the lodge down the hill in the snow, oh, and then to the wow. lake, and then you have to walk a little bit in the lake before you get to the deep part where you can go all the way under. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. So so your feet they feel like they are on fire because it's so cold. Oh wow. That right. was the, that was the hardest part was walking on the snow.
1: Wow. Now, I've gone to Berea in the past with a youth group and been a part of it. Never did the whole deep dive. In mm-hmm. fact, when I went, when we took our students, it was such a cold winter. We actually walked out on that lake. That's yeah, there.
0: we weren't allowed to because the too, ice too warm. The ice had just recently frozen.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we did it. And at the time that we went, they were driving like ATVs out there and everything. It was amazing. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Some vehicles on there. So. But nevertheless, we're glad you had a great weekend. My son had a great weekend. Glad, like, what, 52, 54? What'd you guys have?
0: I think there were 40 kids, and then there were a, a decent chunk of leaders.
1: All right? So, yeah,
0: maybe, maybe in the 50s.
1: Awesome. So a good so. group that went to Berea this past weekend, and the rest of us hung back here. I had a great time at United and Crown. I was able to cover on Friday night. Really had awesome. a blast. We did some really awesome things. And uh, if you see a student in high school or middle school ministry, ask them about dropping the label. Just go ahead and drop the label. Oh, that's I'll awesome. I'll tell you more about that's it. That's cool. That's cool. There was an egg involved. There were actually three. <laughs> there were three eggs involved, and uh, two of which were hard boiled, and one that wasn't. Ooh. So yeah, it was fun. You 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 love you know you know youth ministry days. Of course, those are the greatest, man. Of course.
0: Yeah. So um, our students, the theme of the weekend was shattered. Mm. So we 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 walked through what are those things in our life that the Lord wants us to shatter. Wow. Um, and I was working with Brandon with the high school boys. Yep. And the last night we had a, um, a really good talk in the cabins and a, a, lot of, a lot of the students were very, very open and, and sharing things in their life that they, they knew that the Lord was calling them to either shatter or change or grow deeper with him. In. It's really so it's really special. And that's why I think it's really important that uh, we take advantage of these weekends. Yeah. So if, if you're a parent and you have a, a, a child that's high school or, or middle school, Send them out to Friday nights here at church for youth group, and uh, send them on these on these weekends because it's they are very powerful. It's it's intentional time,
1: really is. And and you, me, and David were talking off the mic just about youth mm-hmm. ministry culture and having connections. And I'll say, listen, when I was there on Friday night, and I just I could go through the whole group of people who were there, and I was amazed by the leaders who were there pouring into kids. I mean, men older than me. You know, diving at balls and making connections, and I like the word that you use. It's intentional, and we really do have to be intentional. In fact, for those of you who don't know, youth ministry was actually birthed on the heels of World War II, when a lot of the men were lost and fathers were gone. Oh wow, I did not know that. There was a generation of children who didn't have fathers, and so as a result, there was these people in the churches who actually—it wasn't about bringing. Those kids from the streets into the church. It was about going out and getting them. Hmm. And so they, it's this, there's this book that's written called The Beautiful Mess, and it kind of chronicles this history of youth ministry. And so it really is important that we are active and we are engaging and we're intentional in youth culture mm-hmm. to make connections Amen. with children and middle school and high yep. school, etc. Absolutely. So yeah, I like that you're kind of promoted. Like come out to youth group on Friday nights, and then also when these events are coming up. I was talking with Pastor Brandon and Bill. Looks like we're gonna have some more outings this oh for sure oh it's awesome it's gonna be very good maybe back at camp clear hey we'll see we'll see we'll we'll see what's coming all right dude so listen uh we were here on sunday and uh i i gotta say this i got a chance hopefully she's listening got a chance to run into your mom and give her a big hug i love your parents man i love them too that was really cool. (laughs) it's always so great to see people on sunday and make a connection and uh just so wow i mean you Mm. You got to. You had to obviously watch the service because you weren't here. Yeah, listen to it. So I I listened
0: to it in the car um, when I was driving for work yesterday, and then I also re-listened to it today via the um, the sermon notes podcast.
1: Okay. So what I want to say about that is, you know, this this message is obviously where we want to land in a little while, Mm -hmm. but our time of worship this week and then the weekend before, when I wasn't here, these times of worship. That the Lord is really giving us, um, they are really pivotal and critical right yes. now. God is doing something. We're having yeah. these these really intense mm-hmm. times of worship. And I was talking to another brother today, and he was kind of pointing out that, that that place of worship is the greatest place of spiritual warfare. That's where we are moving forward, right. making confessions, right? And and allowing things to happen.
0: Well, because worship is a it's a way of life. Yeah. And, you know, like the whole um you know, method of, you know, the, the, maybe the, the Greek style of, you know, a, a lecture, right. like amphitheater. Right. That sort of thing came in later. Like, mm-hmm. um, and because even the, the Jews, they had the temple and the temple was this constant flow of worship mm. and prayer and praise and sacrifice. It was a, it was like a, a constant way of being, not just something that you study and then they had the synagogues and like those came out later and that was the time of Jesus where people were kind of really studying and reading the scriptures yeah but there what we are called to really is back into that relationship yeah, that we had with Jesus and uh, with God and Jesus you know in the garden with the holy spirit um and that's what what we're that's what we're we're doing when we're in worship mm. is we are walking out that relationship yeah with with God and then with each other as we you know like paul says you know like sing to each other and speak to each other in psalms hymns and, and spiritual, spiritual songs yeah. so that's worship so yeah. everything that we do or say ought to be from a place of worship that's from good. our hearts yeah and then you know james says confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed mm. so when you marry those two together that's why the worship portion of the service is a lot of it's the space where a lot of that happens yes sir and then we are fed by the word, absolutely. But there's that practicing yeah. that happens during worship, and we can do that at home too. I yes. think that's that's something we have to remember: is we can we can worship in our home. You know, Luke, and we're I, supposed to worship in
1: our home. We really are. Again, when we gather together on Sunday, we you you've kind of challenged us in this. We we often look at our Sunday gathering as say. Um, you know, an opportunity to hear something and get something for the week, but we should be coming in filled, ready to deposit and give. Mm. And so if you, are, I was just thinking about this as we're talking, if you are kind of timid in your worship on a Sunday, you know, let's start practicing at home when nobody's yeah. watching. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. let your voice out there sing, sing mm-hmm. and make melody in your heart to the Lord. Raise your hands. I know that uh, at School of the Spirit, Part of Lucy's class was to really, she had like 85, I think, challenges in the nature of worship. Oh, wow. Different yeah. things that you yeah. can practice to take your worship to the next level. Right. And then Pastor Zach is teaching this new course at School of the Spirit on worship and the integration of heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. And so we're learning, for those who are taking that class, you're learning new ways. To understand right. what actually is taking place in worship. Right. So we just really right. encourage because we want to see that. I, I really, again, I think we're going to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to see a lot more of those things happening in our time of worship. Yeah. Because the heavens are open. Everything's released. It's like mm-hmm. right there. We're honoring that we're worshiping and the, it's just awesome. So, yeah. it, and I think it makes way for the word.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, it does, and you can't underestimate that quiet time with the Lord or that mm. that private worship. And that's what Jesus taught. Yeah, when he taught to, taught about prayer, he's like, you know, don't go out into the street corner and you know the because the the religious leaders would do that and yeah. they they would pray out in public so people could see how spiritual they were. Yeah, and he's like, no, you go and you pray in your room mm-hmm. by yourself, and your Father in Heaven sees there and sees you there, and He's going to reward you. Yeah right and that's where that's where we have that intimacy that's it. he really wants just you yeah and then when we when we come in on sunday yeah we have these times where we can like really worship together and it can be big it can be loud it can you can move you can jump you know i like to do those things um but we we need both we really do we
1: really do hey this is a great segue into really kind of diving into pastor Zach's message and again Here we are. I just, I don't know that we can say it enough. This, this happened last year, but it's also happening now. I really want to point out, we need to point out that the Holy Spirit is really speaking something. This is happening. We've talked about in an apostolic church or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, or or a church where we can have the voice of the prophets. We have the teaching. We have Mm -hmm. all these fivefold gifts represented. It's very clear to see that, okay, the Lord is giving some direction and making it clear and if you if you remember, we kind of have been on this Ephesians mm-hmm. four for a little while. Yeah. The year started mm-hmm. with some teaching on this. We had some early on, and now we're back here. So my antennas went up on Sunday. I'm like, okay, God, there's something that you're really drawing out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just I was like, okay, let's pay attention here. So Ephesians four, and Pastor Zach is starting. You know, kind, we're kind of baited at this point when the saints go marching out. It's like, okay, where are we going? What's happening here? But really highlighting. A couple of things that came up in this, uh, Ephesians 4, 11, where Jesus himself gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And again, this is at least the second time that this is coming up uh, in our messages over the past year. And what was interesting is, you know, actually, Zach was, at, was saying, hey, a lot of people say, well, isn't Jesus the one who's supposed to build the church? Isn't it just, you know, we're just equipping the saints and Jesus is building the church. And it's true, but this is the way mm-hmm. that Jesus has chosen to build the church is right. through these five giftings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're all
0: wired differently. We're all wired differently. And there's an there's an order to all of that. And I loved how basically this first week. Yeah. It's OK. Before we can even get to those things. Right. It's this emphasis on sainthood. Mm hmm. Because we don't. We don't walk that way. Yeah. We don't walk with that mindset of I am a saint. Right. And he tackled, you know, listening to him tackle even that phrase that we've, I've heard it so much, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Yeah. That is, it's it's partially true. He's like, no, you were Were. a sinner who was saved by grace Mm -hmm. so you could be a saint. That's it. And we're supposed to live as a saint. So we can't say anymore, I am a sinner saved by grace. Because then we spend our time constantly, you know, in that in in our past. Mm-hmm. But when we say I am a saint, that that is from that mindset, from that label, from that tr- identity. That's what dictates how I walk. That's it.
1: That's it. Yeah, there were two key points that pa- Pastor Zach really leaned into this past week, and number one was equipping, and yeah. we'll get to that. And number two is the sainthood, where you are landing us right now, which is really good because part of what I loved that I was picking up on, is that really, and, and some may, may not agree with this, but really, as a follower of Christ, as a Christian, that cross is your starting point. Right. Not the point mm-hmm. that you keep coming back to. Right. And when we live in a place where we're constantly rehearsing, I'm a sinner saved by grace, you know, that doesn't even align with New Testament theology. So right. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone be in Christ... He is a new, new creation. creation. The old things have passed away. Mm-hmm. All things are become new. And so there's just no way. You know, therefore, Romans 6, having died to sin, right? Galatians 2.20, I have died to sin. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Right, right. And, and I think we can have some patience with ourselves and others
0: yeah. in coming into this new identity i mean a lot of paul's writing is actually about this new identity it really is you can even in romans like he talks about you use the analogy of slavery like you're not a slave to sin you're now a slave to righteousness and and he's like and i even use that analogy just so that you guys can try to understand this because they're they're not getting it right right right. so um but that's when when we come into that then it's like okay now i can i can grow from here and i can go from here Mm -hmm. but Satan, it's very, I think it's cool to um, try to think about, well, what's Satan trying to do? Yeah. So Satan can't take away the life that you have in Christ. Nope. So his game plan now is going to keep you from progressing. Mm. So, but, and so when you, when you're not living as a saint, he can try to make you think, oh yeah, you're just, you're still back at the starting line again. Yeah. You're at the starting line Mm. again, but that is not... That is not true. Yeah. That's not true because we are constantly every day being made more and more like Jesus Christ. Because yes. He began that work in us. Yeah. So, and when I live as a saint, I'm like, wow, today I'm I'm more of a saint than I even was yesterday. Yes. <laughs> you know, and 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 I I I want to live for him. I don't want to live according to my old self.
1: That's so good. You got me thinking as you're talking here, I'm like, man. So much of this is tackled. I think this is why I love that I get to teach love letters at School of the Spirit, because so much of it is this New Testament theology that Jesus was bringing that we kind of see we kind of see highlighted in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, mm-hmm. but we see by revelation in the writings of Paul. He got them further from Jesus. And it really is, Romans 8 says, and this is where Pastor Zach was bringing us, we have to see ourselves as the saints. And not see ourselves as that sinner. Right. Because the mind set on the flesh is death. death. Right? But the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Mm. And so we have to actually choose to, to set our mind on the truth. We're coming into agreement. This is the way mm-hmm. that I keep mm-hmm. seeing it. Amen. At any point Love in our it. day, we're coming Love into it. agreement with either the truth of the word of God. Yes. Or the lies of Satan. Yes. And when, and he's the father of lies. Mm-hmm. And when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. Mm-hmm. He created it. Yes. He perverted it. He twisted it. Mm-hmm. So to come back to that place of aligning and saying, wow, it, it is. It actually takes more faith and more practice to actually believe, wow, like I am not the sinner. I'm the new creature in Christ Jesus. And I think sometimes, um, oh, man, Pastor Zach was saying it, the church as, you know, for a long time was keeping us in that place of sinner saved by grace. And really it's one thing we've talked about it before it's control. We have to have control. Mm-hmm. And this is where I don't have an issue. I know some people have a lot of issue with what they'll call greasy or slippery grace. When you oh, really understand grace, yeah. it's empowerment. Mm-hmm. So when you realize that you're not the sinner anymore, yeah. <laughs> you're the saint. Mm-hmm. you're empowered for your assignment, right? You're no longer living in the cycle of sin. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we don't have challenges and right. sins that easily beset us, right. It just means that the mind is set on the spirit, not on the flesh, right right and I think
0: uh what really helps us grow past those sin struggles is when we truly see God's grace in that situation. It's good man where because it, it if we don't and this is how I think we can it's kind of maybe this is like a good litmus test, and everyone can reflect on this. But if there's some part of me that thinks, "Okay, I have to fix this. Yeah, I have to move past this," then I haven't fully received grace. That's true, because I kind of want to play a part mm. in fixing myself <laughs> and paying for it, right? But when I understand, no, that thing that I did on purpose, yeah, Jesus covered that. That. For me personally, that's what motivates me to not do that sin anymore. Wow. Where it's like, oh, I can't I I don't want to do that. I wanna I wanna live for him. Yeah. And when I see that he's accepted me, there's like something that changes or stirs in my heart that wants me to stay close to him. Yeah.
1: You know? That's really good, Luke. Again, as you're talking, I'm thinking about Joseph in Genesis with Potiphar's wife. Who of all the reasons he could give Mm -hmm. to not sinning and lying with her is how could I sin against my God? Right? How could I do that to my God? And that's that's revelation. He Mm -hmm. obviously had an understanding of God's grace. Right? That he wouldn't want to even sin against God. Who's gonna know? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously God Mm -hmm. would know. But you're you're right. And I think and it's interesting you're bringing that up because Pastor Zach also was talking about those cycles of sin and the easily besetting sin, the one that we all face. You know. Yep. Um. Everybody has, you know, this thing that is just so challenging, whatever it may be that we fall back to. And I think when we look at that, and this is what you're saying, we look at that and we say, hey, well, what am I, what am I still missing that I can't conquer that yet, that I'm still stuck in this. And that's probably it right there. Mm-hmm. We're not actually leaning into right. the grace that's been provided mm-hmm. for it. We're still trying to have some part to play mm-hmm. in it, fixing it. Yeah. Yeah. So this idea of meditating on Satanhood—I'll just say this—Pastor Zach brought this up that Satanhood shifts our attention off of the sin we commit and on to the assignment. There we go. That we're called to. There we go. Yep. Man. Yep. This I—I'm I, just continuing to meditate on this because this is why the enemy wants to keep our sin ever before us. Mm-hmm. And you know when David says, "My sin is ever before me," we must remember that David is prior to the cross, that he didn't have that full revelation. Although by by prophecy, we've got Psalm 22. We understand that's awesome. Yeah, David saw these things. At the same time, he didn't have the full experience of them. And so we don't have to have our sin ever before us. God doesn't. I, even I, he Mm -hmm. said, am he who will blot out your sin and remember it no more. Though your sin is scarlet, I will make it white as snow. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Psalm 103. Mm-hmm. So these three passages right there alone are communicating to us that we don't have to have that sin ever before us. And so if we can start kind of shifting our mind like we talked about yes, to that place of on the spirit, you know, I've even heard some great preachers say, hey, listen, when you go and you willfully sin, you know, and you just totally just mm-hmm. blow it right there. Yep. Rather than running from God for a couple Mm -hmm. of days, why don't you just run right to him? Amen. Just run right to him. Amen. He's not shocked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Therefore, come boldly. Yes. Right? To the throne of grace that you might obtain mercy and find grace to help in your time of need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
0: and that's where it's those moments that drive us to stay close to him. Yes. Because there's not going to be any shame in that moment. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be any any guilt because he takes all of that and that's you know going back to worship and and speaking to each other in 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 these spiritual songs to one another it can be hard for us to work through those things on our own sometimes yeah that's true Luke. and this is why we have each other it's true because i can receive your confession I can hear you confess your sin. I'm not going to give you advice, per se. It's I'm just there to walk with you, and then I can call out in you what Jesus has placed in your identity. It's good. And then when you see that, because sometimes we need help with that. That's so good, Luke. I need you to show me how I'm how I'm a saint. how How did God call? What is what does it look like in my life? What does mm. it look like in your life? Mm. And so when we when we offload our our burdens together through repentance and confession, then I then we can then call out that identity in each other, so and we good. grow close to Him because yeah. we fall in love with how He made us. But then we grow also we also grow, grow closer to each other in that process
1: too. Yeah, and I I think honestly I believe rather that this these are the things that are going to start taking place. In the greenhouses, Mm. we're going to start to see this transparency, this vulnerability, which I just want to say, too, um, if we're not in it. And I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight Mm -hmm. already, though, in the one week that some have launched. uh, Mine starts this week. That's cool. um, In the one week that they've already launched, I'm hearing great stories already because we have been looking for connection. We've been looking for a way to do life Mm -hmm. together. And I will say, while it may take some time to become transparent and vulnerable and learn to trust your brothers and sisters. We really have no other choice. Mm-hmm. We have one another. And, and the old thing inside of us wants to wall up right. and wants to kind of barricade and isolate. But if we can stay in the process, if we can stay with our brothers and sisters, if we can be quick to forgive, mm-hmm. quick to release, right, just as God and Christ has forgiven us, right. then we can actually learn, wow, okay, you know, I can actually do this. I can receive from my mm-hmm. brother and sister, even if there's an element of correction or something that I need. We have to right. stay in that place of vulnerability. Right. Yeah. So we started a little backwards here. Mm -hmm. We jumped right to the sainthood, which was awesome. But now going back to the first word. So again, Pastor Zach said this is like one of three. So we have that first word, which is equipping or perfecting. And he broke it down to really mean three things. And I already said one. It would be mending, which is where we get the mending of the nets. It would be the setting of Mm -hmm. broken bones. And it would be perfecting. Yes. And I have to say all three were really, really powerful. Um, even just the visualizations in my mind going mm-hmm. off or on the stage with him, talking about very first the mending of the nets and, you know, some of the evangelistic thrusts that we've been a part of over the years yes. and the movements. And we go out and we have this big thing mm-hmm. that we think is going to be so fruitful and productive. And I'm not I i there's nothing wrong with it. But he he what just what was being communicated was so powerful. If you can look at it as a net, we went out fishing and we cast the net, and it feels so heavy coming up right, but there's the net's not the net's not even mended, it has some holes, so we just let a lot of those go, so coming back to this place of like, okay, if we are moving outside, right, when the saints go marching out, if there's been a wholeness mm-hmm. in the past several years for the church to be healthy and developed, part of the equipping would be to make sure that our nets are. Are absolutely yeah. yeah making sure um uh, you know like, where are the holes yeah and then
0: also constantly reassessing even the parts that were not broken you know just, to, just like oh, how can we sh- how how can we continue this or how can we strengthen this area you know catching catching problems before they occur
1: yeah you know it's interesting um you say that because again i'm jumping right to this scene in the scripture where uh i think it was peter james and john and and andrew and one of them has to get called over to help them mm-hmm. get the load and bring it in yep and that could also be part of it as well that we're going oh, to have yes. to share this load absolutely. together you know? absolutely Absolutely. <laughs> yep yep and then you know so you you heard the message you didn't get to see it right i did not get to see okay it. so you know how pastor zach said these these the fingers, fingers. Yeah. yes so yes. a really great story it was it's just a real story it doesn't even mm-hmm. have to be an analogy but this idea um and I wanna, I wanna say this too. Uh, you know, there's been some talk about God. There's been some talk about God being the shepherd that would break the bone of the sheep to keep it from straying anymore, and mm. and that is not true. Mm. That is actually I've never heard that. Yeah, Thank- I thankfully. Yeah, I've started um. <laughs> to hear this. This this came up several years ago, and I was like, no, that I did some research, and that's not a good shepherd practice. No shepherd would do that. So there was this concept somebody yeah, was communicating. That's very odd. Yeah. However, okay. on the flip side, what Pastor Zach was communicating is that if there's something that's broken and has healed, mm-hmm. but it has healed, but it's healed incorrectly. Yes. There may need to be a re breaking and a resetting mm-hmm. in order for it to function normally. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And when I was um
0: listening to that portion i was thinking back to uh, one of the discussions that we had with with the students yeah so i said the the theme was shattered right yeah and um they were talking about different things in their life that they're like yeah this has got to go and you know get they wanted to get their priorities straight you know like focusing on the lord and um what i shared with them was sometimes it's not always that those things that they're trying to um you know, get that they don't always that that they want it to shatter. Like one kid said, that yeah. he's like, "Yeah, I'm just really focused on finishing high school right now." Yeah. But he was sharing that from a from a you know, like from a, a conviction that maybe that shouldn't be his main focus, right. right? Right. Um, and I said, like, yeah, it's 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 interesting that sometimes like those things, it's not that they're shattered; they just have to be realigned. There you go and when i heard the thing about the broken bone i think sometimes that's what it looks like in our life mm. it's okay this thing that you have yeah it's just not in the right alignment yeah it's good and so i'm going to reshape this good thing yep yep but it's going to come under alignment in him yeah right so like like our finances there's right. there is nothing wrong with wanting to do well by our finances right. and and steward our money and invest right but if that is our focus well that's going to take us all the way down lots of other you know unhealthy roads lots of anxiety. Yeah. But if 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 we're looking at it from the principle of stewardship, okay, the Lord's given me this. Yeah. How can I do right by it for him, for my family? Then it's healthy. But that that perspective needs to be shattered. It has to be broken in order to then come in for the For the bone of your finances to yep. come into proper alignment with him
1: that's that's really good and I think it can happen a number of different ways and the idea of a uh, of a rebreaking or a realignment to make that possible and I think you know what what Pastor Zach was communicating is like many of us have come to HPC or many of us are here now. Um, And we are carrying some things that we may have just let go. We just kind of let them be and they healed like his finger. Mm -hmm. You know, he wasn't going to go to the doctor or whatever, just like let it be. Mm -hmm. We have let certain things be. And now they've healed. And we think that, oh, we either have a frame of reference from the past and we realize that's not the way it's supposed to be or better or worse still. We don't have a frame of reference from the past. And now something is healed improperly Mm -hmm. and we need a brother or a sister to help us realize or the Lord, that's wrong right Mm -hmm. there. I need to help realign that. Mm -hmm. I need to have to kind of shift that, Yep, you know, readjust, shave off some scar tissue, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. But proper healing can still come. right? Proper healing can still come. So again, as I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, what I want to do practically, I want to make sure that. The nets that you have given me, just kind of bringing this full circle, Mm -hmm. the nets that you have given me, like, show me where mending needs to take Mm -hmm. place. Oh, yeah. On the tools that you've given me, right, that I'm responsible for fishing, show me where the mending needs to take place. Second, you know, in the areas where I am maybe just moving forward, like, show me some areas that healed in a very broken way or a disjointed way Mm -hmm. that I've just settled into this limp. Yep. I've just settled into <laughs> yes. the way this finger curls. I've just settled into this is how it's going mm-hmm. to be for the rest of my life. Yep, And in the Lord, so good. it doesn't have to be that so way. Good. Nope. And I will tell you, those areas predominantly are in our soul. Mm. Mm. They're in our soul. Yeah, it's that Places where work. we got hurt yes. or we hurt others. Yes. And the Lord can still heal them. He can still bring proper healing. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And then the final... And ahead. that
0: healing comes... Area. That comes from us walking in our identity as saints. Yes. And then I'll, and the Lord will show you how you are a saint now in that area. Yeah. You know, because I, I, again, this, the setting, the healing, the mending, he does all of that. Yep. We have to surrender to the process. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing that you have to just, you have to walk in faith and do it. Mm. And he will always show up. That's it
1: so good. The final word that was given here is the first where we started with, and it's perfecting and really just bringing all things to maturity or completion. Mm-hmm. And that really, I, I'm excited to see where Pastor Zach takes us with the rest of this message, but just those two words alone, a lot to mm-hmm. meditate on. So, hey, listen, if you're going out to your greenhouse this week, maybe you guys will dialogue a little bit more about the message or just what God is doing. It's really interesting how we started long before greenhouses existed, and <laughs> you were having this vision of people really kind of connecting yes and talking through yes. these different things so is your greenhouse up this week are you um so i'm in
0: haley and nate eckerson's greenhouse nice and they're on vacation for a couple of weeks okay so uh we had our planning meeting last week okay. which was pretty awesome. awesome and then we'll start up at the end of the
1: month awesome Very good. Well, Luke, uh, it's so great to have you back again here, man. I'm sorry. I know we were here last week, but I just didn't get to see you this weekend. Yeah, I know. It feels like it was so long. (laughs) It it really does. It really does. So would you kind of pray as we head out today? Absolutely. Father, thank you for this time. Thank
0: you uh, that you call us saints. Mm. And I pray that you'd help us to walk in that sainthood, um, that you would show us those areas in our life uh, where we are still living in the past or we need to allow your grace to just fully reign in that area. And so we trust you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. All right, I'm Kirk. And I'm Luke. And that's The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week.